Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good afternoon. You're listening to Bear With Me About Bears, where each week we discuss a classic bear and uh, we get to hear people's opinions. So uh, this week we'll be looking at Yogi Bear. And who's best to do uh, discuss Yogi Bear than uh, Joseph Barbara? I think it might have been Joseph Anna. I've ruined that already. You, talk about Yogi Bear. <laughs> I've got Winnie the Pooh behind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not here to talk about Winnie the Pooh, though, are we? That's next week's. No, we've got to talk about Winnie the Pooh. He's a knockoff. No, we're here to talk about Yogi. He's, look, he's a knockoff Winnie the Pooh. He's not even made by Disney. Look, look at that face. Look. Oh, he, looks like, he looks like Winnie the shit. <laughs> Uh, you're not listening to whatever I said it was before I completely bulged it up. You're listening to Small Screen 90s with me, AMJ, and him. Me, Chris Barnes, looking at a bear's ass. Sorry. Looking at his knockoff Winnie the Pooh by Dismal. Got it off one of the grabber things. That's the first of a yeah. grabby thing I've ever got. Oh, man. It's no better feeling than winning on the grabbers, is there? Well, after the fact that you've put in enough money, like five quid, which would have paid for a bear already. Yeah. It takes it away slightly. It's an odd feeling. It's like I, I got really addicted to pinball in Edinburgh. There's mm-hmm. a lot of pinball machines, and I've realised there's none down it. Like Adam's <laughs> Family, Wheel of Fortune, Super Mario pinball, the Phantom pinball. Uh, there was the Guardians of the Galaxy one that was a modern pinball machine, so I didn't play it too much. But just a nice bit of stress relief playing a bit of pinball, isn't it? How much are the pinball machines? Uh, a pound a go, so it's expensive stress relief if you're not good at pinball. No, I meant to buy. Meant oh, to buy oh, my... to buy, uh, about ten and a half grand. Oh, God. Yeah, so you... or you can buy a little one. So your addiction cannot be quenched by, only if you spend out ten grand on a, a pinball machine. Yeah, and I don't think it would be a good move, really. I don't think justifying ten grand on a pinball machine is quite a hard thing to justify. And I don't have ten grand to just spend on a pinball machine. Machine that that could go towards I don't know a house or putting the heating on a wedding or a wedding or all of it yes. it can all be put together that would be good if you had a minimal wedding and and, uh, and a like, massive pinball machine why 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 is it <laughs> why is it so small for this this wedding it's like over there if you want to go play pinball in the back of the room <laughs> to, to, to someone like Free Willy <laughs> <laughs> what a film what a film. Oh, how are you? You look very full of life. I am. I'm quite chipper for early in the morning. You are quite chipper. 6am we're doing this, everyone. 6am. Waking the neighbours up. 
Oh, bless them. Yeah, quite chipper you are indeed. So, mm. any more adventures, any more gigs that you've got drunk at and decided to... No, I've got a show on Friday, but this goes out on Monday. So, yeah, it was great. Lovely. Yeah, we'll, we'll see the aftermath. Yeah, it's, it should be good. I've, I've written a whole page of new jokes. Oh, man. Do you want to tell us one now? Have I just done the world's most annoying thing? No, that's no, all right. Uh, they've got um, Netflix and chill. And most of the time, I'm doing Pornhub and wank. I like that. Yeah, well, I got a big laugh the other night when I did it. And thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> they got a round of applause. They got, oh, wee. I, I, I Bear in mind that was uh, that was just your idea to do that, and then you were like, "Yeah, yeah, it's good, isn't it?" And it's good. It's a great joke. It was, it was. I've heard so much comedy recently, like oh, over yeah. the last month. Drained out. I'm drained out. I want to. I want to do something tragic now. Do you not watch any music up there or play about feelings. I watched a play called uh, "The Return of Space Hippo." where I decided to watch something very fringy. And it was great. I just didn't really know what was going on. They sent a hippo to space and there was a lot of shadow puppets. Oh, there was an actual hippo in it. I thought you were going to moan and say the title wasn't actually anything about a hippo at all. Oh, no, it definitely had a hippo in it. Not not, not a real one. But... Oh, no, what a real one. Don't pay money, hippo. come on. Pay five quid. Where the hell is my hippo? <laughs> 25 quid for a fringe show. What did you go and see? Oh, to see a real hippo. I want to see a real... Well, it, it it was good. It was just very... It took a while to get into the mode of, oh, this is what this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of things up there that posters are misleading. Like, this is the funniest thing you've ever seen. It's like, uh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, I think it's hard to ever, ever say like it's the funniest thing you're going to see because what no one knows what you've seen before. No, that is true. Ever. <laughs> like, this is it. Like, you could have seen the second funniest thing in the world and then that poster would have been right. Yeah, the poster doesn't realise what kind of uh, thing it brings off. Yes. No. <laughs> those posters are liars. And still on all those walls in Edinburgh, probably as we speak. What was the word? We'll just add to the rubbish. They haven't cleaned up the rubbish yet. No, it was hideous towards the end. But I'll back those binmen. Oh, well, I saw the uh, I saw people recording videos of it, and it was just piling up. And then you got flyers on top of that as well. Well, do you know what's more annoying when people are going? I don't know why they've done it at the busiest time of year. Oh, that's what the strike's meant to do. It's meant to cause disruption. Like what's the point of striking? Yeah, exactly. The train strikes. Well, we're going to talk a lot about trains today. We are. I don't know why we keep it a secret for the listener until we talk about it. They know because it's in the description. It's on the description of the listings, isn't it? Unless they're blindly listening to this. And if you are, good on you. Good on you. So, let's play the thing, Jill. Let's a go. Let's a go. Is that our catchphrase? Let's a go. Let's a go. Let's do that. From now on, that's it. So, it's it's lock it in and let's a go. Let's a go. Hello, you're listening to Small Screen 90s, the only podcast in the world that this week we're finally talking about the 90s. We're reviewing four shows out of 90s and we're locking them in 
to see if they are the greatest TV shows of the 90s. And I wouldn't be doing this show if it weren't for my co-host, the legend that is Mr. Chris Barnes. Hello. Hello. I want to talk about Winnie the Pooh. Oh, no. That you bit. do want to talk about... You were very, like, into Winnie the Pooh. Like, is that your favourite bear? Yes, I think... No. Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear. The one we were going to talk about was your favourite yeah. bear. But for some <laughs> yeah, the reason, one I ignored... The one that Five you minutes ignored. ago. No, I want to talk yeah. about it now. You want to talk about it. Well, we've not got time to talk about bears. All we have is a bare bone of 90s British TV. What are we going to start with this week, Barnes? Not the one that was on. We're going to start with the most amazing quiz show you will ever see or just before this morning in the 90s. It's Lucky Ladders. It's Lucky Ladders. And welcome the challengers, Pat Mack and Janet Jones, sisters-in-law from Norfolk. And champion Stella Hill and Mary Jeele, are cousins. Stella is from Langford in Bedfordshire, and Mary from Stevenage in Hertfordshire. And the star of the show, Lenny Bennett! Morning, girls. How are you? There we are. Good to see you. Uh, little question before we start. What the fuck was this? And also... How was it only made in the 90s? Because the production of it looked like it was about 50 years ago. wasn't my fault. The bloke from TikTok said, watch it. Oh, the, the, the man the from TikTok. The man yeah. from TikTok. man from TikTok told me to watch it. It might be a lady. I don't know pronouns. Some of their usernames are a little bit weird. Okay, so, so someone from TikTok told you. I, I like the premise. I think it's a good idea. Lousily executed. I don't even like the premise. It was very odd, wasn't it, of just putting words that kind of match together on a ladder. With uh, Lenny Burnett, which I've never heard of him. He insulted the audience quite a bit before starting the show. Oh, he said, oh, I did a, a, someone's got a GCSE in art and uh, maths, so they do paint by numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I've, 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 I delivered that joke in the way that he sort of delivered it, which was, I don't want to be here. Well, well, to deliver it like him, you need to smile but look dead behind the eyes. <laughs> That's uh, what one of the comments said in the, when I read all the comments really? on YouTube afterwards. Oh. He looks dead behind the eyes. He really did not want to be there. And, I mean, like, if you've got a quiz show, I, I think y- your prime slots are five o'clock, six, or prime time. You don't want just before this morning's going to start. Well, that's when supermarket sweeps on. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be fighting supermarket sweep. And Crosswits. I think Crosswits was on before that. Do you think this was like uh, one of those ones that like kind of covered up between series of supermarket sweep? Yeah, it's like we haven't got anything, so let's just bung this on. Uh, the, it, the players' paddock, where all the players had to wait. Yeah, I know that happy to be there. Even the contestants didn't really look like they wanted to be on the show. Even with 250 quid. Yeah, that's old 90s money, though, so that you could probably have bought a house with that. And then I put, so boring. It just, even to play along with, it wasn't great. The holiday no. as well was quite a good holiday, but I feel like the advert for the holiday was almost like where the company said, right, you advertise this holiday for five minutes solid. Yeah, it was... twice, wasn't it? They did it twice, just brought it on. Twice, and it was so painstakingly long. It was along the lines of, once you've checked in between the hours of 3 and 11, you can then relax and sit down on the chair next to the check-in desk and get yourself a cold drink. 
After you've drunk that drink, take the steps up to the room. Open the door, but make sure you use your left key and not the right key to open it. Or once the door is open, feel the need to then close the door and put your suitcases in the hallway. Then he was yourself in the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) It was literally that. I'm going bloody hell. Lenny Burnett was doing a little dance and he said, no one ever joins in with the dance, which sounded sad. It does sound. That's why it's dead beyond the eyes. All Lenny Burnett wanted to do was dance. I just didn't think it had any pizzazz. Well, there was one. Uh, you win a lucky ladder's watch if you get through to the final oh. or something. I wasn't really paying attention. But Linda, <laughs> Linda, they asked her who she wanted to be, and she said she wanted to be Will Carling in the shower. Bit, no. bit, bit weird. Bit, a bit, bit tasty weird. for that hour of the morning, I think. Different times. Different times when you can be sexy in the morning. You can't do it no more. That's why I'm not allowed on Saturday Kitchen anymore. Well, what did you do? Uh, let's just say... <laughs> you just had a face of, I was doing a joke, son. Don't ask me a follow-up question. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's all it needed. Everyone was happy in the little moment, but you had to go along and deconstruct it. Mr. Then comedian come- comedian over there. Yeah, come on, more details. Come on. I'll be honest, Chris, I don't have a clue what half the stuff I do. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. Well, last week you said you didn't have any jokes. Yeah, well, I still stand by that. Not much has changed in a week. Oh, you just cut off last week. You just, just finished. <laughs> it, you went like a robot and you were gone. Well, and, then I, I just, I was... and then Spiggy's here for another day and I was like, is he all right? Did he get to this uh, panel, panel show? My signal just went. Oh. And I was trying to connect and it wouldn't let me in. Well, I got. Oh, have we spoke about the panel show? No. It was great. Uh, it was a lovely full room. It was called Not My Audience, and you had to win. I didn't know it was a competition. <laughs> the king of comedy loves them, doesn't he? He does, and do you know who won? Somebody else. No, me, with 41 points. That's right. I'm still the king. What did you have to do? I had to improvise a bit of stand-up on uh, social media dinosaurs and people called Richard. Oh, I thought you were going to say on uh, holiday camps. And I think, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> He's digging into the this, this little bag that says normal material. Yeah, everyone does it, though, don't they, on those things? It's like a minute of going like, oh, do you know what's funny about dinosaurs? Ooh, them trying to, uh, you know what, spend time with my missus. And let me tell you about that. I did it at the Hulk show, and my subject was songs of praise. And then I started talking about Alan Jones, and I've just got Brian Gittings in the corner going, Songs of Praise, son, Songs of Praise. And I was like, Hang on, I'm getting back to Songs of Praise. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that you and Brian Gittings would be friends. He was wearing a uh, a pink wig, and I did, did say you look like Sideshow, a techno Sideshow Bob, I think I said. I might have the line up. <laughs> anyway, what we're giving this pile of shit. Uh, I, I think it was terrible. I think they just let this slip out because they needed to lose 20. And that's 20. me being generous. 20? 15, I think. 15, I'll give it 15. We've gone right down the ladder then. <laughs> we started off strong. Here's this is the 91st show. Sorry, what? Here's some word association. Lucky ladders. Shit. <laughs> it's the 91st show because I got the numbering wrong. Ah, see, I thought you said it was the 91st episode. I was like, bloody hell, it feels longer. No, it's 26. Well, let's... 
Lock. It's in. I hope everyone remembers this amazing show because, yeah, just watch it at your own leisure. What's Let's next, Barn? Next up is CBBC's The Wild House. What did you think of this? This weren't as good as I remember it. No, the house wasn't very... Are there meant to be animals in the house? No, I don't think there is. Were you confused by it? Except that kid who was obsessed with bugs. Yeah, one that looked like Joseph Bartram. Here we go. Joseph Bartram, friend of the show. Joe. Did no, Joseph like bugs in the day? What, the uh, Pixar film? Yeah, also, big shout out to Joseph, who's uh, going on Countdown. His episode of Countdown will be this Wednesday. I'm excited at, for that. At 2.15. Everybody watch. I didn't like that all the conversations were too, like, monologue to the screen. I hate programmes like that, where they talk to kids like, and today has been a really hard day for me trying to find out who I really am. It, there was just no real interaction with anyone. And, oh, it was just, yeah, it wasn't how I remembered it. Not to ruin another show that we might review, was it a bit like Clarissa? Yeah. But, but the difference with Clarissa is I remember it being... Less boring. Emily Watkins is coming or something. And uh, what? How's this, ha- how's this house wild? I've also put 30 minutes is a long time. It really was. It really was. It's like him having a party and then oddly, like the mum inviting a girl to the party as a punishment for him, like being nasty to the girl. Why would you want to go to a party with someone who's horrible to you? But Whistler's mother as well, because there was a picture of Whistler's mother at one point. Yeah, it was a bit, and there was a lot of kind of to the screen stuff where you're like, what? Yeah, they sort um, of, they spoke to the camera and then they'd have like a different background behind them like they're in some kind of vortex. Yeah. Was it meant to be their bedrooms? Well, I think so. It was very kaleidoscopy, weren't it? It was very the Queen's nose. It was very, the, I think that's why I didn't like it. I mean, I, it was just crap. It was just, I, it was. I've never watched something and been so bored by it. Like, and I was on a coach for a long time watching these. This, a long time. This, and it just this, angered me that this was made. This might 
there might uh, hamper your uh, view of everything you watched this week, the fact that you're on a coach for that long. Well, no, no, I don't think it did because the coach added to the excitement as well, like on, on certain episodes that would come too soon. But I just, <laughs> I, I tried following it. And like I think there was that thing where the boy was trying to ask the girl out and he was nervous about it. And then the sister was weird about her having like a boyfriend, and it was just, mm. yeah, it was just, it was old ground. You're going but, over old ground, and that kid it, who was meant to be naughty and into stuff was clearly mm. not. You know what I mean? It's like you've just, just, just a middle class kid. He's never been in dirt. He's <laughs> never been outside. Look at him. He, goes he, to was, Rada. <laughs> he was running around with a uh, super soaker. Yeah. And then he we got his sister wet and she was crying, going, This is my first date. I did feel sorry for her then. I thought, look at that child acting, the proper acting the child was doing. Proper that child was trying their hardest. This was my first date. <laughs> she Have was like, I'm trying it? to work with what I'm got what I've been given. I can't help that this script is rubbish. I'm trying to <laughs> up it up. I'm I'm gonna say something that I don't think any listener thought I would say. I felt sorry for the kids in this. How? Because I, I they, they they didn't have much to work with. Like oh, you said, he's better scripted. Alan Rickman in the Robin Hood film didn't yeah. like the script, so he got a couple of comedians to rewrite his jokes for him, and he won a Golden Globe for it. I think it was. The Rickman knew what he was on about. Yeah, but how pissed off would you be as a writer going, "I've, I've written this script for you. I think it's really good," and he's like, "No, no change it. <laughs> Give me more oh. jokes about cancelling Christmas." That's my Alan Rickman. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good Alan Rickman. Oh, that was Potter, good. I like Potter. No, no, Potter. No. Uh, no. Imagine if he got the trick, to, the script to this. <laughs> imagine Ooh. if he sat down, it just set fire to it and start again. Well, you you say that. Oh, oh, sorry. You you mean you don't mean the podcast? You mean you mean <laughs> the World House? I mean, the world house. I mean, this ain't scripted. I hate to tell you that. And if you have been scripted it, I'm really sorry. I haven't received anything. On Acast, you can download a transcript of your podcast. Oh, fucking hell. No one wants that. <laughs> no, no. I think next week, next week, I'm going to read out the transcript for this week. Well, you just read it out. Can we do it as a play? Can we put it on in a fringe somewhere? Like small screen 90s episode 10. The play, and we just get two people to play us. Yeah, but then if we read it out next week, we're just basically doing this podcast again. It'd be like Stuart Lee going, right now we're going to read this bit next week. Oh, my old mate Stuart <laughs> Lee. Yeah. Oh, sure. he's Can not we... your mate. He is my mate. He looked at me in a coster. Uh, also, if we did, I reckon we do it as a play. I reckon we we print out that transcript. We get two young up and coming actors. And we do small screen nineties, the musical, big screen nineties. No, no, small stage nineties. It wouldn't make any sense. It'd be like two people just doing a podcast, but they've just exactly. read, they're just read, reading down. Also, if we do this week's, if we do it as this week's episode, then yeah. this conversation will be in the play of us discussing of getting oh, actors mate, to go in the play. Then it's then it's meta though, isn't it? Then it's meta. The <laughs> idea of us describing the play. Within the play about setting up a play that doesn't yet exist. Oh man, this it's got everything we need. I'll get yeah. onto the stage this afternoon. I don't like this idea. Oh, I love this idea. I think this is the greatest idea ever. We're starting the Faversham Fringe. I'm doing the Faversham Fringe. I'm doing Queen in comedy with Dave D. He's talked me into it. 
Okay, I thought you were gonna. Oh, well, why aren't you doing any one man shows? Who isn't? Who isn't? What me? You? You're not doing any. I don't want to do a one man show. I don't like. Don't like it all being on my shoulders. And also, Queen and comedy. Is he doing that as Freddie Mercury? He's doing Freddie Mercury, and then he's going to have comedy acts on. I think that sounds. That is a really good idea. Really good or, or really awful. Anyway. Well, good, good, good luck. Thank you. Thank you for the invite to be part of that. I mean, I mean, it's great. Like, I mean, you dropped something it's like that my, on right now. It's not my gig. Oh, oh, you could put in a word though, couldn't you? When he said, when he said, "Oh, Chris, do you want to be on Queen and Comedy again?" Do you know who would have really loved this? MJ. And do you know what I'm going to end up doing now? Mm-hmm. Not Queen and Comedy. <laughs> Do you want me to ask him for you the minute this show's no, finished? No, I don't, I don't want your charity. <laughs> he's, he's pointing his face away like, I cannot even look at you anymore. Oh, I don't need your charity. I don't need you to force me onto gigs. No, but but thank you for asking for me, man. It means a lot. That's, that's all right. Well, the day afterwards, was... day afterwards I'm watching Upstart crowing in, in uh, London. Oh, you got a part in that? You kept quiet, yeah? No, I'm not in it. I'm just, just watching with it. Ben Alton, it's like, yeah, I know you. I know you. I really liked your other sitcoms, like like The Right Way. I loved that one. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? I love the young ones. Yeah, well, if we ever do small screen naughties, we're definitely doing The Right Way because it is a work of genius. But it's not his finest hour. Anyway. So, right, The Wild so, House. <laughs> yeah, well, The Wild House, more like The Liar's House, is where you're sitting right now. 20. Yeah, I think 20 is good. I'm out of that bit now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think 21. 21. The intro's misleading to the show, isn't it? It looks like it's going to be well exciting. And then yeah. it's, just, it's just a house. My they, childhood you, was more exciting than that. And that's saying something. You think you'd cut back to it at some point, but they don't. Yeah, it was just very kind of at that time of patronising kids. It's been low scoring. Shall we lock it in? Yes. Let's. Lock it in. Next up, what am I doing the intros for? Next up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Please welcome the best pun on ITV, which was Mike and Angelo. And now Angelo will do his wonderful impression of a Scottish woman in a dress. He really is very strange. I've got a bit of previous to this that my old college tutor wrote and produced it. Which series? I think it was this one, uh, but he did drop it into conversation quite a bit. Uh, so, yeah, good old Alex. Big love to your man. I hope you, you're good out there. Uh, yeah, he wrote and produced it, Alex Bartet. Great guy. He wrote it. I think he wrote or produced, he did definitely did something on it. So there was a line in this episode where they said they th- he thought they were meeting a big film director. And he said, I've been fiddling with a new model. And the other one went, ooh, hello. He wrote that, didn't he? Sim, that's the goal that he came up with. <laughs> he was at Folkestone College, like, let's be honest. Uh, what did you think watching it back? I really liked it when I was little. And I still quite liked it now. I liked Angelo. I think yeah. he's... He was fun. He's giving it some gusto. He's doing what the kids were doing, but he's actually got funny things. Only problem is, is he meant to be an alien? Because he didn't do much alien stuff in the episode that we watched. Yeah, he didn't do much alien stuff, but I think the magic tricks were meant to be him being an alien and the weird behaviour of him just having shredded newspaper as trees. But I I watched when he regenerated into that actor and he was walking on the ceiling. And I thought, you could have used that in the episode. Get that out of your bag. Yeah, we'll just walk on the ceiling. Yeah, but it costs yeah. money, doesn't it, to walk on the ceiling? They did have some funny jokes, didn't it? What was your favourite joke? Funny as well was break an egg. That made me laugh. And that did make me chuckle. Oh, I giggled at the end quite a bit, the idea of, of him like, hey, mate, the, the, the guy, the Hoover salesman guy, who just kept repeating the intro of his sales pitch again and again because that's the way he'd learnt it. He's George from George and Mildred. He is George from George and Mildred. He's also, uh, I think he's the coat hanger from Wizardora. I would love to have the coat hanger of Wizardora on my CV. Well, I'd I'd love Wizardora on my CV. I can't remember. Is it in the 90s? I think it is. Oh, there we go. Got one for next week. Well, that's next week. I think it's a hard watch as well. Is it? Uh, (laughs) it... Anything on a TV or... (laughs) I think anything, any t- we're at that level with it. I think we need a crossover soon, like a regeneration. It's you know, like, like Doctor changes over. Yeah. Well, they did it in this. They did a, he laid in bed. It was almost exactly the same as when David Tennant turned up. 
which we yeah. laid in bed and then he transformed into the new actor, which I prefer the second one than the first one. Do you? Yes. Well, I can't remember his name. the second one? He's the second one. Oh, uh, yeah. He was very excitable. I think he just went for it as well. Like you were saying earlier, he just really went for the role. He didn't hold back. And is it the mum? She was being an actor and she was going to work for Chili Billy's Frozen Food and she was dressed as a pea. Well, how was she the mum? Because she had the deepest Scottish accent, I think, ever. And they made sure she was Scottish for one of the lines going, you think I've got haggis for brains? (laughs) And coming from a Scottish family, never heard that. Yeah, so she's Scottish. The boy's American. And Angelo is from a different planet, but he's got an English accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I can't... Why are we picking this apart for? He did a Paul Daniels impression. Yeah, you're a big fan of Paul Daniels? I love, well, um, he's sort of. a lot this, the last few weeks as Paul Daniels. Like, no, he hasn't. You did this last week. You said, no, oh, no, 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 no. Like, just in life, Paul Daniels has come up quite um, a bit. Um, yeah, I can't tell you that yet, but I'll tell you off I remember the person that you said I keep bringing up was Martin Clunes, which the new series of Dot Martin is coming out soon, and I'm very excited because it is the final season He's going to pay everything off. He's going to tie everything up in a big bow. He's going to run off with, right off to the sunset. He might get some guns out. I I, oh. I I think you're holding quite a lot up for the final season of Don Martin. Like it's all going to be tied together in a nice neat bow. It is. It's going to be like Better Call Saul. They're going to explain his origin story. You're going to understand him more. He's not just a grumpy doctor that might have autism. He, he's just, he's, he, there's going to be a backstory that explains all that. Is there? <laughs> no, probably not. No. Is it, like he's going to have like some depressing backstory looking back at his life. Generally, I'm being sarcastic, but I do. I, I, it's all right. I, it's, I don't mind watching it if your seat is on. Well, that's what that, that's what they want to hear. It's all right. I don't mind watching <laughs> it if it's on. Chewing gum it's for all... the eyes, really, isn't it? Martin Clunes gets to stay down in Cornwall for six months a year. He don't care what the script is. He yeah, Martin Clunes don't care. That's, that's all I've heard about Clunes. Just give him Cornwall and he's fine. Also, spoiler alert, last series, it ended with him not being a doctor anymore. And in the trailer, he's holding his doctor's bag. So obviously, oh. he becomes a doctor again. Oh, Maybe cheers he's for that. trying to throw the doctor's bag away. No, he was, he was, he was running after someone who's broken their leg. Because there's only one doctor in Port Wen. There is. And it's Martin Clunes. <laughs> anyway, oh. Michelangelo. Yes. <laughs> uh, the ending was pretty funny, I think. You can get away with that nowadays. What ending? What? The ending to Mark and Angelo. What? Them, them, uh, him dressing them. up as a woman, trying to seduce him. Oh, well, I didn't think that was ending. I thought the ending was the fact that they get their mum or keeper, <laughs> owner, they or get her a job. They, person. they get her a job and she works for the vacuum. Well, that is man. the actual ending, but I'm thinking yeah. of the lead-up to the ending. I don't know if it was the middle. Well, well, the ending of the middle bit, before it comes to the ending. <laughs> I genuinely thought the director of Gone with the Wind was going to turn up. I thought I, the director of the Gone, from Gone with the Wind would sequel. turn up on the ITV. It was a sequel, wasn't it? I can't remember what they it's called a, it. It's a weird reference in a kids' show, isn't it, though? Even then, Gone with the Wind. Is that what they're talking about in the playground? It's the 90s. It should have been Spielberg. It should have been Spielberg. Like, what's your favourite film of all time? 
Gone with the Wind. What's yours? Oh, I love Edward. <laughs> so, odd. so he's trying to sell his vacuum cleaner, and then Angelou's trying to flirt with him in a dress. Yeah, and he really went for it. He's got that dress stored away. He's, that's not the first <laughs> time he's whacked that out. Yeah, that annoys me. When characters dress up and they go, oh, I'm going to dress up or something, and it fits perfectly. And I thought, well, it wouldn't, would it? If you just dragged that out of nowhere, it would, wouldn't fit. I love the anger you say that with as well, Grant. It wouldn't fit like you've tried to dress up before and it's not been great. I've tried to dress up before. It hasn't been great. I know. I've witnessed it many a time. You're going to do that on your little Queen and comedy gig? You're going to come out dressed up? No. Have we discussed that Amanda Bust does not work as a character? I know my flaws. I know my limits. (laughs) I know my limits. Studio already. I know my limits as a performer. No, I just think I could probably do more male characters, but just trying to do female characters doesn't work. I'm no Brendan no Carol. Thank God for that. So, uh, what did you think overall? What What do you want to give it? I liked it, but I was about to say, but and I was like, well, what, what, for what reason are you going to knock it down, Chris? Uh, I would give it thirty-two. I'm going to give it thirty-five, just because uh, the guy who wrote, wrote this trained me how to act. Are you not going to be annoyed that we stopped talking about it and started talking about the final season of Doc Martin? Nah, you don't listen. He hated me. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> don't you worry about that. Oh, you didn't bring that one, up when you said it. Yeah, I was being I nice wasn't about one of the Michelangelo students in that class. <laughs> was, you like the ones who went on to act, or the guy who went to do stand-up comedy. I was being Hello. nice about it. Yeah, because because I, I thought he was your friend. <laughs> no, I've not seen him for years. <laughs> so you know that this has been a bad week. When I was looking forward to watching this, by the end, it's only oh, Doctor Beat. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Where are we? This, this. Have we played the theme tube yet? No, we've still got to lock in Mike and Angela. Let's lock it in. It's locked in, and uh, here's a, a banger of the 90s. It's old Dr. Beecham.
I'll tell you something about this. When I was watching it on the coach, uh, I didn't know my phone was hooked up to my little yellow speaker. And I started playing it, and it was like really boot, like properly loud. So everyone trying to like sleep on the coach. The irony of being on a coach and hearing about all the train lines that have been shut. Well, I had a laugh, and then I cut it off and made it look like it weren't me. Perry and Croft wrote Dad's Army and Eight and a Half Hot Mum, and then Heidi High. Yeah. But then, for some reason, they decided that the next sitcoms would all feature the characters from Heidi High in them. Yeah. Which was, uh, you rang my lord, and this. Yeah. It just seemed a bit weird. Why they didn't recasting, maybe there's no broad think, char- I, character actors left. Well, there's that, but I think they were, like, very much loved characters. And the, the guy who played Spike in Heidi High, I thought, was very different in this. He was. I wrote, Spike is the boss. The spy is a boss. Uh, Paul Shane was very Paul Shane. It was just Ted Bovis, wasn't he? But with a with, just, with a hat. I I'll be honest with you. I love this. I know it's rubbish. I know it's not <laughs> very good, but I love it. I look at that and think that. It, do you know what? If if comedy wasn't a viable option for me, uh, fill in your own jokes here, listener. If it wasn't, then I reckon. I, I would love to be like a station master in the 60s, wouldn't you? Just going into work right now, having a cup of tea, having your dinner, mate, going back to your house, which is there. Oh, mate, what a life. What an absolutely <laughs> lovely life. A few little scrapes with the guy selling your cheap tomatoes and cutting your hair. Wouldn't you like to live like that, Chris? No. <laughs> wouldn't you just like love to live on a 60s train station? No, I would like to live on a 60s train station. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the problem with it was they're all getting closed out. Hence the old Dr. Beachy. But do you know what? It was just a nice slice of nonsense. I don't... I don't the jokes weren't great. And, and some of them were just... Uh, I did watch six episodes of this on the coach. You watched what? Six episodes of this. I just watched one. Yeah, well, I watched the first one. I thought, oh, obviously it goes a bit deeper into the backstory of it all. No, no. <laughs> if anything, it, it's more vague. Uh, but I, like, is, I also liked it that Bones from Operation Good Guys was in it. There, there's a, there's a show we need to do Operation Good Guys if that's nineties. Uh, but like you can't cook sausages on the train, and he kept over stopping the train. And uh, I ate you, Butler's in it as well. I ate you, but he was great in it as well. Like he gets better in time, and the idea that he's like growing tomatoes, cutting people's hair in the signal box, and I thought it was great. Sue Pollard's always given value for money. She played Sue Pollard. But she had a son. Yeah, who, who was not very good at whatever no. he did. <laughs> There's an old woman who, who, whose husband was an engine driver. It's not really up to the standard of Dad's Army and Heidi High. It was a little bit like, who have we got? Who can we put in these characters? Is it the same writers? Because it, it doesn't say Perry, does it? It just says Croft. Yeah. So it's just Croft on his own with someone else. He, he's gone rogue. He's gone off with someone else. He's gone, he's gone rogue. He thought, do you know what? What good does that other co-host given me? Not co-host, co-writer. Yeah, when you start going off and doing tiny small 80s. Well, I discuss small things from the 80s. Tiny, tiny telly 80s. That's what you start doing. Uh, yeah. With, with my co-host. 
disrupts. But 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 what was your opinions on it? Obviously, you didn't like it. I, I saw a future in this. Like I watched no. it thinking, I wish I could have been in the sixties. I like no, I did like it. Just uh, the first probably you, I shouldn't really watch the first episode. Maybe it kicks into gear more on the second. Oh episode. God, no, not at all. But like oh. I, I think it, it was it was good. <laughs> like if anything, no, it, it's pretty much the same and that overshot in shooting joke with the train driver which I just found funny of him stopping the other side of the tunnel and everyone falling over right old Dr Beach Jim what what what, what were the things that you liked from it uh, I like the train <laughs> good good told no um I did like the cast because they know what they're doing they've done this for years and then like we we know how to get laughs out of maybe this script isn't as good as it should be oh, the script <laughs> like from was it Perry or Croft who wrote on it? Croft, I think. It didn't feel like a Croft script at all. It it did feel no. very because if you watch Dad's Army now, it's still funny, even though yeah, it's in the past and most of the time with Dad's Army, you're laughing because uh, of the character. This Captain Mannering can just pull a face after someone said something, and you laugh because you know exactly what he's thinking. I, I like this, the film. I like I like the film. <laughs> this felt like. Carry on had been moved. The carry on films had been moved onto the train, but to make it feel like it needed some sense of dread, they put the whole thing about Doctor Beecham closing all the trains down, which was horrific <laughs> at the time. Uh, and also, does Sue Pollard need to sing the theme tune? Yes, she does. Okay, <laughs> that's a thing as well. Like on those, like is that Heidi Hart? Is it Paul Shane who sings it? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so you rang my lord. I think it's him. No, he's he's not singing on my, Rang My Lord. He's just saying, you rang my lord every couple of minutes. But that's got a silly over-the-top story that they were both in the army together. Who who was in the army together? On your Rang My Lord. Is your Rang My Lord 90s? Yes. We need to do that because like that that's just batshit, like the idea behind that, <laughs> that they end up in the same house and they're in the... And it's not about your Rang My Lord. It's about old Dr. Beecham and, like, it's just easy watching, isn't it? You could watch this like in an old people's home, and they'd love it. They'd love the train. You'd have a discussion about old oh, Doctor Beach. Him, I love oh, it. Oh, well, we didn't bring up the big cliffhanger with the fact that the boss has actually been having a go on uh, Paul Shane's wife, and the son could actually, the sorry, the daughter could actually be his daughter. And also, not just anyone. She's what's her name in space? Yes, it's she's Julia Julia Deakin. Also, that story, like, once again, like, does that need to be put in there, the idea that they met 16 years ago and all of a sudden <laughs> they're in the same train station without catching up and she's married to Paul Shane? Oh, Marsha, she plays in space. Marsha, she does. Uh, Hello, Brian. Yeah. Hello, Brian. Uh, come and get a rent. I've just noticed we've, sp- we've spoken more about space now than we did when we actually reviewed it. Yeah, I think I think that's his game. I think space stands on its own. Uh, also, this is another show that's hard to get hold of. No, it was only on Daily Motion. But what a show! I love that. It was very hard to get hold of. You watched six episodes of it. <laughs> I did because they're all there, and and I was like, I need to watch these now before they disappear. Like you know, when Disney films came out on video and go, "Oh, I need these before they go back in the Disney vault." That's how I be- felt about. Dr. Beecham. And let me tell you, when it gets to series two, whoa, oh, 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 strapping. <laughs> I didn't watch them in any order. 
it did it go for two series? I don't think it did, yeah. did it? It's two did series. It? Yeah. Oh. He it's took forever to close down them station. Yeah. You like the theme oh. tune? I love the theme tune, man. And, did the boss uh, like the theme tune? What, did the National Express love the theme tune? No, no. And it was really loud, man. And you know that <laughs> golden bit in a bus journey where everyone's kind of yeah. stuck and falling asleep? It was during that. <laughs> See, not... Did the mother yell out and go, why is, why is Sue Pollard singing this for? She shouldn't <laughs> be singing it. Why is Sue Pollard <laughs> singing it? I don't know. It was just, it was really embarrassing, but great at the same time. See, if I was on the bus and I got woken up by you, I was like, why the hell is he watching a 90s sitcom? Oh, Dr. Beecham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a few like bits where people were looking over on my phone going, why is he watching this? <laughs> Like, is, is is he watching back Mike and Angelo because he was a childhood actor? Oh, and God, they, they saw you watching other years. things. Yeah. They saw you watching other things apart from that. Oh, everyone thought, what is he doing? But she, she kept looking, the woman next to me kept looking over my shoulder. And, you know, when you're like, all right. And it's hard <laughs> to explain what you do of going, like, sorry, it's for a, a 90s podca- uh, podcast uh, based on uh, shows from the 90s. <laughs> Going, why is he watching Lucky Ladders? Oh, you should read the comments. They 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 slate it. They go, oh, he's no Wogan. Right. So. <laughs> he he's on a nine in the morning before this morning. <laughs> That's not how we treat our celebrities. Is it quite? Is it wrong that I I thought that Sue Pollard looked quite sexy? Not at all. No. You pervert. <laughs> not in Heidi High. I don't like it in Heidi High. I don't know. This was like. She was this. This was uh, after Heidi High. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, this is make it awkward, isn't it? <laughs> this is feeling lonely and little in us too. <laughs> he wants to bone super lad and he don't know what to do. <laughs> I did put a picture up ages ago of um, Trevor Feelgood if he became Doctor Who and his companion would be Sue Pollard. I, I think I think it, it's your destiny. <laughs> Your destiny. Who, who would write it? It can't be Russell T. Davis. It has to be someone worse. Roy Clark. Do you want Clark. me to give, me to give Alex Clark. the He's... ring from Mike and Angelo? Yeah, I asked him if he wants to write my Doctor Who form. I don't think it's allowed. Yeah, I, I know you clearly didn't like me w- w- when I studied, uh, but would you mind writing an episode of Doctor Who with Sue Pollard and my mate Trevor? <laughs> All the best, AMJ. Sorry for ruining two of your performances. But also, you have to say, he will be the Doctor, but can you just keep referring to him as Trevor (laughs) to everyone else? Can he he just be Dr. Trevor? Dr. Trev. Uh, What's going on with the Daleks? Come on. Come on. Uh, Maybe that's the next Edinburgh show. We do a play called uh, Dr. Trev. So we're we're doing... Play of a transcript of this podcast, and we're doing Dr. Trev. That's the first half, but the play will be Dr. Trev transcripted from this podcast. Or we do a play of Dr. Beecham, and Trevor Feelgood is trying to shut down all the train lines. I, I, I think that's a great play. But instead of like shutting down the train lines, he discovers cough syrup, I think. Yeah. Why, why would he in, in find cough syrup for? Is it Dr. Beecham's cough? It's Beecham's cough. Syrup. Oh, 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 sorry. I've just walked all over that joke. Well, you? You've ruined that. Whoa. Whoa. Dr. Tixie Licks. 
It doesn't work, does it? Because no one gets the reference. What have you had Tixie Licks? That was little. What do you mean no one gets the reference on a 90s podcast? Yeah, but oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think we're going to have to sit down with this one. What you need is a, you need a podcast, a dictionary and a Google machine to work out half the references on it. Yeah, and, and that's what gets them coming back for more. Half our audience is in their 30s, apparently. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we lock it in? We haven't, given, we haven't given a score yet. What do you want to give it? Uh, 90. I want to give it I want to give it 92, just for the moment <laughs> on the bus. Uh, no, seriously, I think I think 50. 90. 90. If you want to give old Dr. Beach him nine, I want it to knock Pets with Prizes off the off its top spot. It's no, been don't. sat there for too long. No, you can't, even in all good goodness. It's not just waiting for Andy Falls and Horses to come along, which we all know that's is eventually going to happen. Yeah, and it's probably going to be Christmas based. Yeah. Uh, are you still up for the idea of doing all the Christmas specials over Christmas and doing it like an advent calendar? We could do. I don't think there's 25 Christmas specials. Oh, I think easily 25 Christmas specials based in the 90s. Oh, I thought you'd be 25 Andy Falls and Horses Christmas specials. Oh, no, no. We'll do it individually. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So we're, we're going to have to record that like in November, aren't we? Okay, that's a lot of work, isn't it? <laughs> what to, this, is, this is off the camera stuff. <laughs> I, I'm up for it. I really, I think it'd be nice every day a different Christmas special. What do you think? Yeah, we'd have to record it. Uh, we can't be... put we, we can't put this out because we can't promise stuff that we won't do. Well, we can, but that's the problem. It's are when you, people hold you to it. Have you been watching, listening to Chatterbix, and you're just trying to think, hmm, maybe we could do an everyday podcast like they do? <laughs> no, but like not an everyday, but like even if we just did a big old block and then did yes. like an advent calendar, mm. and each day we do a different special. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, th- just thinking. Can we just talk about something we can use in the episode? <laughs> so, no, we'll have to stop talking after you stop laughing because that won't make any sense. <laughs> how, how many points do you want to give this? Uh, how many points do I want to give this? I don't know. I, I, uh... I want to give it fifty because it made me feel like a new lease of life. Like that's what I want to do. I want to be a station master. Yeah, but that's not how you judge a programme, is it? It's how good the programme is. It's not what it made you think about uh, having a nervous breakdown and going working as a, on a train. Why have I got to have a nervous breakdown before working as a station master? Is yeah, that the only way like, I'm at this now? It's not like you want to go and work for the railways now. It's that you want to go no, back to, the, to, to then. <laughs> God, I really don't want to work for the railways now. Like, then it looks great. It looks great on a 30-minute sitcom in the 90s. It does. All right. Well, there was as many suicides on the trains back then. Fucking hell. <laughs> like, like as there is now. I was thinking that the other day. Cut that, cut that, cut that. that was really no, that's dead in. No, that's dead no, no. no, in. Because that's like the big thing, isn't it, on the tracks. Do you think that was his, his extreme? <laughs> So you asked me to cut something, and you now you're still talking about it. You did yeah, it yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop. Uh, what, what are we going to give this? Fifty. Right. Let's let's lock it in. In.
And dear listener, you have been listening to Small Screen 90s with me, AMJ, and this guy. Chris Barnes. Hello. And we'll see you next week where we're going to talk about something else. Stuff. Stuff. Don't, don't commit. Don't commit. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.